I think Eric's becoming a better person on this podcast, guys. We're early. It's early. Trust me, it's early. It's early. It's early. But I just think Eric, you know, I just think better person. Every time I see him now, I'm like, look at this guy. He's a better, better human. And that's 100% my doing. And I am so happy that I'm doing this for him and for you guys because you get to enjoy a better Eric. You're welcome, world. Here we go again. We're going to get back to the podcast thing. It's the real podcast today eric i had doctor i had to get up kids ready doctor's appointment for one come back job interview while at the doctor's appointment oh that's tough how did you do that i would not be in the right headspace there's no way that i could juggle that how did you do it in the waiting room and just just chatting away like no one else was in there just just spitting the the hard facts of of digital marketing while i was can you go back into? Do you have Peacock? Do you have you have the yeah. service Peacock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond where <laughs> he's supposed to like interview Terry Bradshaw or something, mm-hmm. and he's taking his kid to the doctor, and Terry Bradshaw had to come to the doctor's office while he was there, <laughs> so he's trying to conduct the interview. And it That's just it. reminds me of exactly this, and yeah. I think that you would love that episode. And okay. now that I think about it, I don't know if. It, it was someone very famous. It could have been. It could have been Tommy Lasorda instead of Terry Bradshaw. I, I feel like Terry Bradshaw is more famous than Tommy Lasorda now, at least. But maybe not then. Yeah, no, know, but, but then I still think then yeah, Terry yeah, Bradshaw is pretty famous. I don't know who their producers, you know, could have gotten for the episode. I can't sure. remember the sure. sports figure. I only, I only watched the George Lopez show. But there's another one on Peacock. <laughs> there's a new one it's called lopez versus lopez new episodes on saturday i watched the first one and it wasn't even there wasn't even like uh any redeeming qualities at all there's no kitsch <laughs> to it there's nothing like even to laugh at it was terrible it was horribly made the jokes were lower than the lowest hanging fruit it, uh, it was it was lazy and i can't mm-hmm. wait till saturday tomorrow to watch the next episode <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for some reason they're releasing the episodes on Saturdays. That, That's hey, weird. You do it whenever you want. It's streaming. The world is your oyster now at this point. You just do what you want. We're gonna release when do you want to release this podcast? What day do you want to release it? Saturday. If, if George Lopez tells me anything, Saturdays. Saturdays. It's when everyone listens to their podcasts, is what I hear. Is Saturdays. Um uh, are you what shoes are you wearing today? No, no shoes, just socks. Just socks today. Just socks today. Okay. Oh, this Mickey Mouse? Yeah, man. Oh, this and Pluto. Says, this one oh, goofy. says good. This one says good. This one says times. Good times. Oh, it's good times. I if I would have guessed, you would have said if you just said this one says good mm-hmm. and then the and then you would have left it open, I would have I would have said morning. Oh yeah, yeah. Good morning. Which, which is so another t- phrase that people use with good. Ty Siegel has a new his latest album um, has a couple songs where good good morning is the theme through I would say the whole album just like Taylor Swift then didn't they I guess oh right, my god it's like, the antith- is Ty Siegel the antithesis of Taylor Swift I don't think so they both have blonde hair uh huh it's true they're very similar I don't know Taylor Swift that well I've listened to Midnight's forty times. Because uh, you have daughters in the in the age range, 
I also enjoy the album thoroughly. <laughs> Can we please start talking to Mandy right now, please? <laughs> yeah, okay. We're going to talk. <laughs> Let's go. Fine. Let's go. Now entering the real Mandy Laddish. Already in progress. Literally. Yeah, I'm literally doing the podcast with my friend and being a stay-at-home dad, kind of. That's the best. Yeah. Are you loving it? Are you much happier now? I am much happier than I was with the Dynamo, for sure. And then yeah. uh, I'm still, I'm looking for stuff. I'm trying to find something, but man, it's rough goings out there. Are you looking vigorously? Or are you just like kind of looking and going to take something as it arises? Um, Pretty vigorously now mm-hmm. <laughs> as my, as my, I still have a house on the market. I just moved in. I got married in August. We married in August. Thank you. I'm going to let Eric in and who's my co-host and we can just ignore him. It's fine. (laughs) Just act like he's not there. Great. Um, So I, I got remarried in August, moved in or we moved in in June, me and my three kids. When you say remarried to your ex-wife or to just a new second, a second wife. New wife. Okay. New wife. New wife. Um, So we moved my three kids and I, who I have prime custody over, moved in with her and her two kids in June. How's that going? The kids it's like each other? Crazy. They're yeah, they're good. They are, there's adjustments for all of them, right? Sure. Like they're all trying to figure it out and be right. like, and it's so it's 16, 13, 12, 11, 8. Tough ages. Tough ages for family integration. <laughs> yeah. And four four girls and, and a boy. Wow. Okay. So that poor kid. That poor boy. He's he's like he looks at me and I'm like, no, yeah, we should go. We absolutely <laughs> should leave. You hey, and you I. Know what? He's gonna treat trip. someone so nice someday. Just exactly. Like, yeah. He's gonna be like, I get it. Like yeah. I, I've been around yeah. it a lot. Yeah. And he's not. He's 11. So he has a 12, 13, 14, and 16 year old sisters now, mm. and they they bring their friends over. And he's like, all right, yeah. If we have to go hop in the pool, I guess we will. <laughs> he's living the dream yeah he's like this isn't the worst yeah in the world so we're yeah we're just we're plugging along so um cool. well i'll keep my eyes peeled i'll let you know if you. i hear anything I well i know that, that uh actually Dr- david dryden just left rso i i definitely i don't think i want to get back into sports oh, okay all right noted I, i'm kind of i you know one, I can't move from Houston. Like I'm not leaving Houston right. okay. anytime soon. And mm-hmm. and two, one of the reasons I left um my last job was just they wanted every game for three clubs and they wanted every day at the office. And I was like, Yeah, no. Yeah. That's not I don't boundaries. need that. And for you know, you know how sports is. It's it's oh, it's Yeah. And then and then they're like, but it's sports, so here's half the money. All right. Exactly. They're like, anybody would be so happy to be in your place. I'm like, would they? Would they though? Not once they figure it out. Eric would, Eric would love it. Uh, Hi, Eric. Welcome. Thanks for joining, man. This is Mandy and I's podcast. uh, Thanks for being a guest today. Thanks. Hey, it's great to have you. Uh, What are we talking about today? Life, man. Yeah. What are we talking about today? We're going to, we're going to talk about Mandy a little bit. Eric, this is Manny. Um, I'll I'll do the the thing that you normally ask of how we know each other because Eric, I, as you know, Mandy, as I told you a little bit, we I'm doing this just because Eric hates people and I want him to meet new people and so I just try to bring people on and and who seem cool. Um, you're a good friend. Yeah, 
And um, I want him to, you know, get out of his little shell and and stop, you know, just I want him to talk. I'm literally one of four people Eric knows in real life. Wow. How did you keep your circle so small? I'm not, I don't know how to answer that. I know more than four people. I know. I'm joking. I'm just, I know, I know, but I like, I wanted to play along. I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, that was not a good yes. And I will get better as we, as we, <laughs> mostly, mostly Eric's just an asshole to everybody. And then hmm. they don't. And since I don't live near him and don't at only, I only see him when we do the podcast. It's really easy. Live, it's really easy to tolerate. Uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay. So you're in Texas also. Where where are you calling in from? Is it a call? How where are you staying these days? I'm in Portland. I'm at our office, which is beautiful. This is my view. I don't know if you can see it. I can't see that. Is, that that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's the soccer field right out yeah. there. Portland office, amazing. So they built this massive office. We were all working from home. They were like, mm, we think you need to be in the office three days a week because they spent millions of dollars on it. People come in, it's pretty quiet compared to pre-COVID, but I mean, the gym and the soccer field is incredible. And I live like 10 minutes down the street. So I'm like, I just go in every day. There's like three people here today. So that's uh, it hard for the pickup soccer. How, how is Portland? Two questions. How's the, how's the, how's the pickup soccer in Portland? Come on. Oh, pickup soccer is great. Um, so a lot of people at Adidas used to play. So we have like a pretty high level game on on Tuesday, Thursdays, I play, I started playing, which has been wild because I didn't know if I'd ever play again. And, uh, it's amazing. And then Portland itself rocks. I love Portland. I don't know. Have you ever spent much time here, Eric? I know, but I'm familiar with the Decemberists. So I feel like I uh, also live there and I've seen Portlandia for three seasons. So yeah, it's, um, awesome. Much different from Texas, a lot of rain, but like, always green the leaves are turning right now we're an hour from the coast hour from the mountain just like tons of hiking tons of craft beer tons of amazing food tons of outdoorsy people tons of artists so my synergy is in portland of all of my personalities i would say now where mandy where did you grow up like where where was home it wasn't portland no it was kansas city oh okay yeah yeah that's a that's a vast difference of oh yeah yeah. A lot uh, of things, I'm sure. Kate's barbecue is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hallmark's pretty cool. Great cards. <laughs> is Hallmark great, great in Kansas City? <laughs> yeah. Hallmark's in Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's all we got going for us. Yeah. It's very flat. I grew up very homogenous, I would say. Portland doesn't do much better, at, really, in terms of diversity, but we do better at like Adidas and stuff <laughs> and the, the big corporations. So, but in general, yeah, coming here and realizing how much there is to do every day, all the time, even just like go outside, yeah. didn't have that in Kansas City. So I don't think I could ever go back to the Midwest. Love my family, but I don't know if I could do it. Right. I want to stick with the homework thing. Favorite greeting card subject? Ooh. Get well soon. Well, my dad and I do this thing for our birthdays where we'll get each other like kitty cards and like put a number in front of it. So like I'll get one that's like happy fourth birthday princess. And then I'll put a five in front of it. And it has like a crown in it that I make him wear. So then he'll do the same to me. So that's kind of my favorite subject of greeting cards. Just being, just getting a card that makes no sense for the occasion. People are like, why, what is this? I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> they, But they made it and I'm here to support um, large businesses, yeah. like Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> that's awesome. Your dad, um, and then he does the same thing to you. You get like, do you get like get well soon and like, or or is it always birthday with the number thing? It's usually birthday, but I like what you're on to is for his next birthday. I'm getting him a get well soon card because he's getting older. <laughs> and each year it's just going to be like deepest sympathies, Chris. <laughs> that's a great idea. I'm doing it. It's good. You're dead. It sounds like you guys have a good relationship and, and are they still back in Kansas City? Yeah, whole family's back in Kansas City. My my dad's side of the family is where I would say I get my banter from is that's just how we communicate and how we love each other. It's like the more you banter, the more you know that you're loved. So it's like you leave a little bit defeated, but also full, which which is like an athlete's MO. So it's worked out well for me. You're like, listen, they may have got me, but next time I got to be, I'm going to be better in the next six months before I see them again. And I'm going to study their weaknesses. Absolutely. (laughs) They're going to, they were like, your outfit looks absurd. You look, you know, and I'm like, dang, that one hurt, but that I know they love me. They wouldn't have said that if they didn't love me. (laughs) You know how it is. What's the, what's the rest of the family? Like, do you have siblings? Is it? Yeah. So I have a pretty big family actually. So, um, my parents got divorced when I was in, uh, kindergarten. Um, so I have a biological sister after my parents got divorced. My mom, um, had my half brother who's basically my brother. He's lived with me my whole life. Um, and then my dad got remarried. So I have two stepsisters that are around my age. So big family, everybody's in Kansas city though. So when I'm home, I get to see everyone. I have, my sister has a son. Uh, his name is Killian. He just turned three yesterday. He's the best. He loves to clean. It's his thing. He loves yard work. To Killian. They That's... really did parenting correct because his favorite thing to do is chores all around. I'm like, guys, this is brilliant parenting. I'm taking notes. Should I ever have a kid? Because when he wants to have fun, he wants to go leaf blow or like mow the lawn or clean the windows. I Oh is... my God. I have a, I have a chart in my kitchen that is like my kid's chore chart and they will like walk by and like erase things. And they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> Smart. No. Smart. And I'm like, no, you're not. This is the only way this house stays clean. There's seven of us in here and yeah. you guys make most of the mess except yeah. for the hats. The hats are all mine. I'm sorry for that. Yeah. I leave the That's hats fair. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that would be great. Um, did you, so growing up with, with that, where, um, like, was it always banter even from a kid or did that evolve when you guys were older? That definitely evolved as we got older. Um, my family, my dad's side, especially, and my mom's side a little bit, but my dad's side, mostly, uh, all really big athletes. My grandpa played football at K state was drafted to the Washington Redskins. I think when they first started, couldn't play because he got drafted into the war and they only made like $400. So he was like, I can't afford this. Um, and then my dad and my uncle, my dad played basketball at K state. My uncle played baseball at K state. Um, so just come from a massive athlete family. So it was always kind of like that athlete mentality with the banter in there. I didn't really, and that was always happening with the adults and we didn't really start to join until we got a little bit older and could hang. Um, but it's been like that since I was basically in high school, which is, it's really fun. Um, and there's of course love in there too, but, uh, you know, they're always making fun of my grandma and she loves it. And like my poor grandma is just like getting roasted by all of her sons. So I have an uncle and then I have an aunt who's also getting roasted. It's just like, you know, growing up with a bunch of boys, basically. 
uh, my family is similar to when we all get back and, you know, do the family reunions or whatever. And it's always grandma who takes it, but then waits for just the right time to get everyone back. And everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> which is there, is there one in particular sibling or family member in which on this podcast you would like to personally just call out for something stupid they've done recently? Stupid they've done recently. No, I think though my uncle Greg, who is the baseball player, he is the the leader of the banter. He's the favorite child, as everybody likes to say, and the baby. So he gets away with a lot and um, he knows it. And so he he really leads the charge, I would say, in terms of family banter. Um, big Adidas guy, loves Adidas baseball cleats. As we should. So, you know. He has to keep his banter to a minimum with me. Otherwise, he knows he's going to get cut off. Cut off. <laughs> no no more. password on you. <laughs> no more of that. That's amazing. Um, uh, we made it this far. I still don't know how you guys know each other. Oh. oh. Sorry. Um, Mandy uh, works at Adidas, as she's mentioned a couple times, kind of. I don't know if you got that that's where she worked, Eric. But she works for Adidas. I do. Um, and so Wait. we met. We met via the the workplace when I worked it for the Dynamo because the MLS everything goes through Adidas. So she yeah. was our rep, and then I um, started cool. hitting her up because I was like, I love Adidas. I've always loved Adidas, and um, there's these cool shoes. What do you think? And then we just and then she wore actually the thing that got us like actually talking more was she wore a schmoo foil hoodie. I have it on underneath this right now. You? Oh, yeah. you wore schmoo. I didn't wear schmoo. I should go get my schmoo. See my schmoo? Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a skate part of the Adidas skate brand. Yeah. And um I was like, what is that? I need it. And then I found some and then we just kind of yeah. talked and we became and, homies. Yeah. And she's incredibly enjoyable to follow on Instagram. <laughs> and Thank uh, you. Yeah, and we see. I mean, we see Killian. I think a lot on there. He's mm-hmm. he gets popped in there all the time. Yeah, I've seen him sweeping before. Yeah, he's great. And weren't you? Weren't you working? <laughs> One of for, his favorite. Yeah, it's, he loves sweeping. You were working for the Dash when I was still playing a little bit, right? So we kind I of. Did, yeah, I did the, I did the broadcast for the Dynamo, but I did some. I worked for the radio station. I think you came into the radio station month once. Yeah, I know that we interacted once before I started Adidas and I was like, yeah. I remember you and you were like, I remember you. And then we were homies. Yes, that was that was pretty much it. So it, it came through the workplace. So the, Eric, this is someone I've actually met again, like in person and, and kind of am friends with. But I don't know Mandy's backstory too, too much. So that's one of the reasons I wanted her on here, because I think it's it's cool to always find out about that. And um, you are not the first professional athlete that we've had on. Um, that's sadly. amazing so i would be surprised honestly given your um current and pa- well i guess past profession you know a lot of those yes but um so we we actually had katie Notton's fiance on and he ah, uh, but i didn't I know he Kevin. Was, i didn't know he Great. had played hockey like we had no we found out on the podcast we were like wait what Hold really on. yeah did I you know we all went to notre dame together I knew no. they went to Notre Dame together, but I didn't know that he played. Per- Wait, I didn't know he was drafted. I went to Notre Dame with both of them. Wait, what? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he and I are good friends. Oh, look at See, this full you circle. Notre Dame. You love Notre Dame and you love soccer and hockey. Look at us. Apparently. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so so you didn't follow in the K-State footsteps of the family. It's not. What, um, what, what, how, how'd you draw to Notre Dame? Well, take so I'll just give you the whole spiel yeah. of my childhood with soccer. I started playing soccer when I was three 
because I wanted to do everything my sister did. Um, and she, they let me play on her like five-year-old team and I was pretty good. I used to go and score and I'd run by my grandpa and say, grandpa, I'm a scoring machine. And then I'd go <laughs> score more goals. Um, and so I just fell in love. I remember like, it's the first thing I ever remember loving. And I remember loving it from like four years old. And like, ever since then, I knew my goal in life was to be Mia Hamm. I literally used to pray that God would turn me into Mia Hamm. Um, I got pretty close at one point, but, uh, yeah. So then, uh, I got competitive at six and this is where my, I think my family's background benefited me because my parents or my parents, my dad and my, my grandparents and my uncle kind of knew what the trajectory was and like, didn't tell me. So they like did all the things to make sure I was like on the most competitive travel teams. And then at some point in like sixth grade, my dad was like, this team isn't competitive enough. You need to leave. And I was like, no, I don't want to leave my friends. But he was like all of these, I went to this team called the dynamo of all teams, um, where, uh, a couple girls that you like Lauren Folks had played for them. Um, Morgan Marlboro played for them. So it was all of these women who ended up going D1. And so my dad was like, and that's when in eighth grade, I was like, wait, is this what all this is about is for me to get a scholarship to college? And he was like, no, but also yes. So then I was like, okay, whatever. I want to be me a ham. So whatever I got to do, I'm going to do it. So I ended up playing for that team and eventually made my way over to the Blue Valley Stars, which is now Sporting Academy. So I played for Peter Ramis's team and John Perry. So John Perry is the sporting director for sporting, or he was he recently retired. Uh, so he's like Peter Ramis's right-hand man, yeah. uh, Peter Ramis being the head coach of sporting. So I grew up playing for them um, and they kind of made me into the player I am around age 16, I started making national teams, um, played in the U17 Women's World Cup. We or we got, we didn't tie, we, we were a finalist. We lost to North Korea in the final. And then around that time is when you start getting recruited. Um, I actually committed to Mizzou first because I got, I kind of rocketed and uh, started, started doing well. And I grew a bunch of inches right around that recruiting period. So I wasn't quite sure if I was good enough to play for Notre Dame because they, they were like top five school. And I always wanted to go to Notre Dame because one, it's a huge school in the Midwest, but also I knew at that point that there is no way you can make a living be a professional soccer player because one, there wasn't even a league. And two, the only way to make it is to be on the Olympic team. So I knew I wanted to focus on academics and soccer. And so when I did get the opportunity to go to Notre Dame and get a scholarship there, I was so excited. Um, and I went and visited. I loved Randy Waldrum. I loved the girls. I loved the school. And I loved how academically um, sound the school was. And I knew that if I wanted to take my career and my academics to the next level, that's where I wanted to go. Um, and I did. So I ended up committing to Notre Dame, spent four years there, best four years of my life, met my absolute best friends there, learned so much, got a marketing degree, won a national championship my freshman year. And then after that was drafted back to Kansas City. So everything came full circle. I was playing in the same place that I was training as a kid. Um, I was playing for Vlatko Yanonofsky, who ended up being probably the best coach I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Uh, learned so much from him. Um, and then from there, played till 2017 when we were bought by Utah and then ended up retiring in Utah in 2019. So that's the the quick round. And that also, I forgot to mention, 2012 won the U20 World Cup with that team. Uh, that team was like Julie Ertz, Crystal Dunn, Sam Mewis, Morgan Bryan, Kalia Ohai, like Katie Stengel, everybody you see out now was on that team. It was like the most incredible team I've ever been a part of, coached by Steve Swanson, another fantastic coach. One of the best experiences I've ever had. That one was in Japan. So really grateful to have met 
all those people and, and experience that. And, um, yeah, just had, just had the best time. So when you won world, <clears throat> excuse me, when you won world cup, did you go to Tokyo Disney? No, we were like not allowed only... to leave the hotel basically. Okay. Well, I didn't know if like, you know, like when people win the Super Bowl, they're like, I'm going to Disneyland. I don't know. You win world cup in Japan. You also go to Disney. I wish that I wish we would have suggested that. No, they actually took us. The first place they took us was to the Hiroshima bomb memorial and all of our USA gear, which felt like good intentions. But when we were there, it didn't feel so good to be in all of our like USA, whatever. I yeah. wanted to be a little bit more incognito. We weren't paying our respects and like giving condolences, but still it was like a bunch of girls in USA stuff. Just like this doesn't feel great, but I understand why we had to dress the same. So part of me, like retrospectively, the branding component of it is like, I wish we could have been in jeans. You know? maybe, right. maybe, maybe bright USA. Did you like, I feel like that photo op would now would go completely crazy viral on the internet. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, then, this was 2012. So yeah. that wasn't really, a, nobody really thought about what that might look like the yeah. way that they would now. Um, bit cringy, mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, but it was it's like still, one of the most moving experiences of my life. I was going to say, what was that? Yeah. What was that like? Cause I'm sure that's just insane. Um, it's, it was really interesting actually, because anywhere you like, I, I love museums and I love, uh, you know, art and culture. And I hadn't really ever had the opportunity to go to a museum outside of America. Cause whenever I traveled, I was always playing. So I never, my family never took foreign vacations or anything. So it was really the first time I was in a museum where it didn't have the uh, lens of an American and it wasn't told by an American for Americans. So the things they were saying about America really opened my eyes up to like, oh, we probably are getting a little bit of propaganda, honestly, on our end of what this looked like. And they're telling it, you know, from the experience of a Japanese individual at this time, which is really moving. You know, you feel more um, like you have the whole story and like you can really understand what was happening in the pain and, you know, the pain on both sides. Now reading it from our side and hearing about it from their side is just like those are big moments for me in terms of growth and understanding and human empathy and understanding different cultures and what things mean and what war is and all of that. So it was just one of the most moving experiences I think and why I think travel is so important and just to involve yourself into the lives of people that you never would have thought to before I guess yeah now you you've traveled a lot you say travel is important where's your like where's your favorite place to go where where do you, well, where have you I've been traveled, like I have to go back yeah I traveled a lot for soccer so the hard part is is like we see a little bit but not a lot so recently I went on a big trip to Italy um with my ex's partner and her family. And we went to Rome, we went to Florence. And what they did was they hired a historian to come with us, which was awesome because the entire time we're looking at everything, museums, you know, ruins, all of it, the historian is giving us, you know, the detail of it. So bringing it to life, which is just so different because you can look at something and not really understand it, but they give you like an eye into what the artist or the people were doing at that time, which really allows you to feel engulfed in, in the history. Um, so I really, really love places with deep history. So one of the things I want to do is visit just the big spots like Spain, Paris, um, you know, I really want to go to Africa. I really want to go back to Australia and New Zealand. And, you know, I'd love to go to India and see all of the history there. So I have a lot that I would like to do. I just need to figure out when I'm going to do it. Maybe Des Moines. Like, I mean, like just somewhere with a deep, 
history of stuff. Yeah, the corn. You know, I've spent a lot of time in the Midwest, a lot of time in Des Moines, a lot of time in uh, Illinois, no. Nebraska. That's soybeans that's a lot and corn. corn. That's what we do. <laughs> that is a lot of corn. Yeah. What um what is your what's your outside of of obviously soccer careers over? And I want to get into a little bit of that. Sure. Too. Um, but what is your outside of work outside of soccer? What is your go-to like kind of thing you love to do you're like i will i like to catch concerts i know you said obviously travel but like when you're still in portland and you're doing stuff what is your outside of work kind of thing yeah um my biggest hobby is painting i love to paint um i've been painting since i was in eighth grade so um i like art a lot uh but i also just love people so i really eric a lot of time you what I said, Eric, I'm just trying to, I'm listening. Or an Eric. I love, I love people. So I spend a lot of time socializing, hanging out with friends. Um, I love working out. So I do one of my good friends, Becca Meyer Bockdahl, she runs a boot camp class here where I go with all my friends. So we go do a big workout and then we go get dinner. Um, one of my friends. So I recently moved to Portland in May full-time, my partner and I separated. Um, and so I moved here full-time in May and I live really close to two of my best friends. And one of my good friends also owns a wine shop. So my, my life has kind of a likened to a sort of a cheers episode where like we just pop down to the wine shop. It's really small community feel for Portland. So you just kind of sit and chat and uh, hang out with people and just get to know them all different kinds of people, ages, colors, sexualities, all of it. Um, and so that kind of is what brings me joy outside of doing something, um, alone, like painting. Cause they're, they're to totally different things, right? Like painting is a moment where I can kind of get into a flow, uh, but, but interacting with people, especially in an athletic way is really what I love. And that's, I think what I miss most about playing is like when you're in your flow state, but connected to people at the same time is kind of what team sports brings you and brings me. And that's, I think what brings me the most joy. So, you know, lunch soccer, that's why I like to be in the office is because I love the people I work with and I get to just hang out. We work together. We, we solve problems together. And then we, you know, banter and we just chat and we, we talk about life and talk about serious things too. So, you know, people is my, it's such an interesting thing to say, but like people is my number one hobby. That I, in the wrong context, if you, if it comes out and we find 14 bodies in your basement and you're like 35, we're going to have that quote. It's going to be like, people is my number one hobby. No, no, no. Okay. Let me back. People is my, my number one hobby is loving people, not hating them or hurting them. How about that? Okay. That's a, that makes, thank you for the clarification. We won't, we will not be able to take that quote out of yeah. context now. If one day I'm like the leader of a cult, you might be able to be like interesting, but that's probably it. What kind of cult would you, what kind of cult would get you? Uh, Probably some like sport cult where it's like, we just play games all day and then we talk about life. And then it's like, all of a sudden it's like, you can't leave because we have to play pickleball at 4am. I'm like, dang it. You're right. I got to be here and be here for the team. <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> and then it's like, if you leave, you lose your spot. Sounded a lot like pro sports, you know? Yeah. Once you're gone, you can't, you can't go back. Right. Uh, what kind of cult would you join, Garrett? Yeah. What about you guys? I would join a beer cult, a hundred percent a beer cult. I would join, I would, they would be like, no, we're going to make it. 
and we're going to drink it and then we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I can do that. I'm, I'm happy. Can we have sports on while we do all this? They'll be like, absolutely. But you can't go out and talk to anybody else about it. I mean, like, oh, mm-hmm. that would be yeah. the hard part is not going to, because I love the talking to people too. If it was just, I would have a problem if it was the same 40 people all the time. Yeah, that's true. That would get hard. Um, that's basically Portland though. So come on. <laughs> come on. It's drinking and watching sports all the time and talking about it. I love yeah, it. I literally. Love it. I love it. I love Portland. I have never been to Portland. Like Eric, I've only, I've only watched Portlandia and I do. I know Eric, I actually know who the Decemberists are. Are you proud of me? Cause they're from Portland. Yeah. I don't, I like, I know, but I like, if I heard one of their songs, I might actually know it. I've, I have a couple in my playlist. I think probably because of you. I'm terrible with music, Mandy. I don't know. I'm awful. I Eric is very good with music, and so I go to him a lot for that. So now, is Mandy? Mandy's not your real name. So my. Wait, I want to hear about Eric Cole. Uh, oh, Eric uh, Cole. Yeah. Listen. Like uh, so, before this season, it would be Flyers all the way. Like not even thinking about it. But since like Giroux left and the Flyers are Comcast now, it's like now I would go go in a different direction. What's the Flyers? Oh, the Philadelphia Flyers. It's a hockey team. Oh, 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 I see, I see. Different you would be sport. a sports cult. Um, well, no, no, no. Specific to Flyers. Like, okay. not, 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 not all of sports, right. but specific to this one team. That Only... feels like the most, that feels like the most realistic, op- like, could happen. Well, not anymore. Right. Because they're not good. Now, now, now Drew's with Ottawa. Right. So, what's the, what's the point? We yeah, just, right. we disbanded. Okay. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't take a blood oath, so it's like we're <laughs> we're okay back in society. That's good. <laughs> you can walk back in, except for when they they when Jeru retires, they're gonna come to you with a little special drink, Eric. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. here, if, is it like him. in like a cup I could take home? It's like <laughs> now I'm back in. <laughs> uh, but so like so, my friends and I, and I use the term loosely here. So my friend, like uh, our banter is who's better, the band Phosphorescent or the band Pine Grove? And it goes back and forth. Phosphorescent. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Even if I had 40 people, it would never get tired. And so are you, are you um, part of his full moon project? Every, on every full moon this year, he's released a cover song. No, I didn't, I didn't notice. I've been hearing his cover songs, but I didn't realize it was a whole project. I love Phosphorescent. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's awesome. There you oh. go. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Hey, don't worry about it. it. Okay. You guys have your moment. That's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Now, Manny, when did you leave when you when you got out, you said when you were growing up there was no league, right? So right. you get when you're in college, was that when the NWSL started? So I take that back. There was the there was WSL, the, um, right? I'm sorry. Was it the WSL? What was it? I, the WPS. I, I know it WPS. Was there right around college starting when I was in like end of high school, college. Mm-hmm. So WPS was like always an option. And then it folded right before right in my sophomore year. And then before that was a league Mia Hamm was in, which was the WUSA. Yeah. Um. So there was always a league, but it never was like, a league like MLS. So it didn't, it didn't feel really, real. Right. It didn't feel real. It never felt like it. Oh, sorry. Um, 
it never felt like, uh, like I want to go play pro soccer. Didn't mean I wanted to play in the league. Like it does for most athletes. It meant I wanted to be in the Olympics. That was like really the only avenue to be a pro in my mind. And I think almost everyone, my generation mind, um, even when I was playing pro, it still like, didn't feel like I made it yet. It was like, I'm not going to make it until I make the Olympic or world cup team which is a little toxic mindset, but that's why, you know, continue to strive for something. Um, so yeah, by the time I was a senior in college, the NWSL was around. And again, it was like all brand new. It was pretty much like, you know, you're going to make five grand a year. You're not going to get any gear. You're going to have to wash all your own clothes. Like it's, it was very much like going back to club soccer, especially after being at a school like Notre Dame. Um, so I, I went back and forth with myself a lot on if I actually wanted to play, because at that time I was deep into uh, the school of Mendoza, which is the business school at uh, Notre Dame. That's really, really competitive. And I was around all of these brilliant minds that were going to get jobs at the big four and like going to do these huge, huge projects for like Goldman Sachs and Bank of America. And I'm like, maybe I just want to do that and start my life. I'm really happy I didn't. But um yeah, it's an interesting place to be in and an interesting time. So I went into the league the second year of the league. And well, I guess it was technically, was it? Yeah, it was the second year, 2014. Um, I was drafted and I decided to go. Do you find yourself competitive in other aspects outside of sports? Because you said like the business school is super competitive. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> the soccer was very competitive. Yeah, I would liken myself to be like an unhealthy amount of competitive. I'm like, oh, you're a child? Watch this. I'm not letting you in. You're four? You're going to learn right now. I have to like reel it in. Yeah, I get, I'd like turn into a different person. I like to think I'm like a kind, empathetic, understanding human in the normal world, but then you get me into a game and I am cutthroat. So, so but it doesn't translate into real world. You're in the grocery store, two people are you and another person are going for that last item. You're not no. going to be okay about it. No, that's, I'm okay with that. It's more like um, when there is a like game involved. So academics does count in that regard. Um, I would say in my job, it's, it's less so like, I want to be better than you more. So like, I want to grow the game of soccer competitive, which is good. Um, but if I'm out there playing like volleyball or I played sand volleyball, I'm, I'm going full send. I'm doing all of the diving. If I break my arm, so be it, whatever's for the benefit of the team. If I'm playing Monopoly, I want to have all the money and send everyone to jail. I want you to go bankrupt. <laughs> and I, I have to actively like calm it down so that I don't, because a little bit, it's like a bit too much at times. What are, but what are game nights like back at home in Kansas City? Oh, a lot of arguing. <laughs> we have to play like funny games. Otherwise, yeah, we are all very competitive. Yeah. I, uh, you were talking about how when you're growing up, you wanted to be Mia Hamm. Did you ever get a chance to meet her? I did. Yes. So I met Mia Hamm. I was at a national team camp. I don't remember what year it was. And then we were all like 21 or 22 at this point. We were pretty grown. And it was like seeing like little girls like, oh my gosh, you know, Mia's coming over to say hi to us. And we were just like all taking photos. Like by that age, you, you get kind of used to being around big names, like Abby Wambach. We all know her, like the big names at the time weren't the ones that were like sending us into fangirldom, but Mia Hamm came over and we were just like, no way, this is the best day ever. It was the best. So yeah, it was awesome. Just have like that full circle moment to finally meet her. That's a <laughs> Did you did you tell her the story about how you prayed 
that you wanted to be her like you would be turned into her or did no, you No, like, I think that like, would that picture that comes off a little too much for me like I I didn't want to make her feel weird like hey Mia I literally tried to um morph into you and thought maybe I could just break atoms and all of a sudden I'd wake up and be you one day no I didn't like, tell oh, you oh yeah great um, she'd be also, like security please get this girl away from me right. come see my bedroom where it's yeah. all the posters and all of <laughs> the shrine I uh took a blood oath I found your blood on it was a Mia Ham cult you yeah, were in a cult I would in a Mia cult I would that's the cult I would be in um I have a, this is a very personal question, I think. Um, And this is based on your Instagram um, and and specifically your Friday Instagram. Who are you asking? Where this is going. I'm asking um, Mandy, not you. I don't, I don't care about your personal life there. I'm just kidding. Same. (laughs) You you don't care about it either. I know. Um, But Mandy, what you, you seem to have an unhealthy obsession with understanding other people's BMs. And I want to know what, <laughs> Why? Okay. I'm here for it and I enjoy it every time. I so Eric, if you're not aware, every Friday or most Fridays, a lot of Fridays, I start I post a lot of poll questions of like random mundane things people do but never talk about. I started doing it because I think I got into an argument with someone and I was like genuinely curious what like the general population thought. And I have enough of a following that like we could say from the people that follow me, this is a pretty good representation of, you know, a snapshot of people and people love it. One, not because I don't do it because I want to know at this point I do it because it's so interesting for everybody else too. Cause when you click the answer, it tells you where you like where the rest of the percentages of the people line up. Um, And so I just don't know why I'm one of those people that just is like, I I have ADHD. So my brain's always like thinking of random questions and One of them has to do with bowel movements. I'm like, what's your poop schedule like? Like, when do you do it? What time? What's the texture? I think these are all questions that you want to know, but you don't want to ask. So I volunteer as tribute. And I'm like, let me ask the VM questions, guys. And so is it it a series of like uh, rapid fire questions or do we have to, do we learn week after week? Is it every Friday? Tune in. I just make it up week after week. Today was a very heavy one. Yeah. It's like eight to 10 questions. Sometimes there's a theme today, a lot of questions about brushing your teeth because I was having a conversation. A lot of times it's because I'm having a conversation. I'll ask a question and then like questions from people will come out of it. So where I work, I work with a lot of creative people. So being here now, my team will be like, Mandy, Friday question. What's our question? And then I'll get like 17 questions back. And so I'll just like keep a notes in my phone or people will come to me and be like, I have a question, put this in there. Um, so it's really, really fun. Cause I, I mean, everybody learns so much about everyone and it's just like a great way for the community to interact, which is my favorite, like seeing people interact, seeing people get excited and like people I have, I didn't mean to start something. It's just that I've had so many people reach out saying like, Oh my gosh, I love your surveys that I continue it. Um, Sometimes I don't even look at the answers. I just let the people do their thing. If there's a serial killer question, like today, I wanted to know if anybody dry brushes like toothpaste, no water dry brush. I was like, I'm looking at that one. I'm looking to see who answered what because I want to know who the serial killers are. Who I'm not going following. near. What? That has to who I'm not going to go near late at night. Like, yeah. I'm not like, don't, who would, I almost gag if I do, I've done it. Like, you ever accidentally do it where you put the toothpaste yeah. on and you're like, ah, there's no yeah. water. I can't yeah, do I mean, this. Yeah, this it's terrible. like the cinnamon challenge. Like, the, it just, there's not enough moisture. 
I don't get it. So even if by accident, like I turn hot water on instead of cold water, I'm like, well, why is this hot water? Like, that's yeah. like, it, it's so jarring that I couldn't imagine doing it. My dry. wife does the hot water thing. She does. No. She like at the end, she with hot water. And I'm like, why? Oh, that's, I got to add that in there. I missed that yeah. one. Do you like hot it. or cold? Yeah. I, ugh. No, it's got to be cold. It cannot be you, hot uh, at all. Do you know the name Tommy Wiseau? You guys know that name? No. The guy who did the, the room, the crazy guy who oh, made yeah. the movie, the room. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. He only drank hot water. He would go into a restaurant and only order like steaming hot water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Just weird. That's a good question. I'm gonna write this down. What temperature of water do you like? Okay. What's your prime <laughs> ideal temperature of water? Uh, See, I'm, the questions that people. Me, this is why I talk. I do this because then we get chatting and it's like. <laughs> I'm like 45 degree. Give me colder, the better. Okay. Yeah, the coldest. The cold I, ice. It, it is. Ice, it is lots yeah, of ice and water, and then yeah, right. water on top of the ice, and keep the ice pumping in there all day. Yeah, I like cold water, but my mom, for instance, likes cold water with no ice, but like not too cold because it hurts her teeth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. my my step my two stepdaughters and my wife just out of the fridge, no ice. Mm. Interesting. And I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's, it's not cold enough but it's at least it's not warm i have a friend who only drinks room temperature water that's crazy what if it's that's too cold good. they just let it sit yeah those no, no like, i've i've watched like, her get water out of the fridge set it on the counter for like an hour and a half and then and, and then go back and drink it wow is, is it is there a lid is it does it get contaminated by that's a great question it gets stale particles stale thank you stale have you ever had water that's stale yeah. yeah it sits like on the counter for like an sleep. hour hour and a half do you like water next to your bed and then you take a sip in the morning and you're oh, like Ooh. That's, true. that's why you go you go with like the arctic or the igloo or the yeah, yeah the water um, and you and that way it stays cold it's nice and cold sorry i should I do a yeti that's a, the Austin is that a plug is that a plug yeah I, if plug? i can get yeti to sponsor this podcast i'm in <laughs> we want yeti we, we'd love yeti let's go <laughs> I'll drink. I'll be like the whole podcast, just like with my Yeti cup, just the yeah. whole time until someone <laughs> mentions it. Love that. Oh my god, it's the best. Well, hey, Mandy. Um, final question. Mandy's not your real name, right? No, my name is Amanda. I feel like I've been lied to for an hour. Listen, this is actually the bane of my existence. My mother named me Amanda because she just wanted a name. So my sister's name is Amber. My brother's name is Austin. So I was Amanda. They did not call me Amanda. The second I came out the womb, I was Mandy. So my mom named me Amanda just for the sentiment. I'm like, mom, do you understand what this means for me from a legal standpoint for the rest of my life? School, government documents, all Amanda. When I introduce myself, it's Mandy. I'm like, it's just so every time I meet someone new that doesn't know me or that has seen my name, they I have to say, no, please call me Mandy, which is fine. You get used to it. But at some point, you know, I'll be at the, I'll, I'll forget when I like schedule appointments or something. I'm like, it's Mandy or Amanda. And they're like, are you lying? I'm like, no, it's a nickname for Amanda. I don't know. Right. Why they did this to me? So. That doesn't seem like a stretch though. Like, I'm sorry that you've had to deal with that, but it seems like normal. Like people named William get called Bill for right. generations. Like- you just drop the A's. I don't know why. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like you would, um, if you hadn't played professional sports, I feel like maybe you would have gone back to Amanda. If you had gone straight into the business world, maybe Mandy would not have. St- I feel like it's hard to keep those names It's true. as an adult. If you didn't have that, that tie in with sports. 
You know, I would say the same thing, except for the fact that my entire family calls me Mandy. If they called me Amanda, I could see myself going back. Okay. But they literally have never, not once, called me Amanda. My whole family, <laughs> Mandy. That's it. From when I was like all baby things, all like baby videos, Mandy, 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 no Amanda. I think, I think my dad might have made dated an Amanda. I think that's what happened. And he was like, I can't call this girl Amanda. I'll allow it just as the name. So I need to unpack this again with my mom to figure out again what, what happened. I'm going to write it down because I get this question a lot. People are shocked when they learn my name is Amanda. That's weird to me because it doesn't seem like a stretch. Like, okay, so At all. friends. Okay, so, so as an adult in Friends, he's called Joey. He's not called Joseph. Right. Yeah, so it's like name. Richard and Dick is a bit of a stretch, right? That's like that joke. one's like, how do you get that? For Which Richard? has a lot of jokes, but. <laughs> yeah, it's true. True. It's not that much of a stretch. I'm always surprised when people are surprised. I'm like, that's a, that's the nickname for Amanda is Mandy. You right. could lodge, come to the logical conclusion. Right. right. Universally. This is right. This is right. <laughs> you can figure out. Well, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate yeah. it. I have to run my, my stepdaughter needs to go back to school and she's glaring at me because she's missing lunch, which is yeah. her, her favorite class, obviously. Right. Okay. Can you, can you, just sit down a little lower. What? Just another perfect. And then now a more enjoyable podcast at this point for me. This hurts my core. <laughs> um, I'm really having fun, Eric. I don't care about your feelings. How many times do we talk about your feelings? Oh, I, I like this. I like talking to you. I like talking to other people who I, I kind of know, but I don't really know. Okay, it's just me. Can I be a little honest with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. I said, I'm, I'm also having a good time. Oh, I knew it. It's fun. It's fun. It's a good time. Oh, man. How much did you, like... And every time we, we do 45 minutes an hour with these people. And I'm like, I would, I want to talk to them more. I want to, yeah, I do. I want to, uh, I'm telling you season two is just like follow up where we were going to follow up like about, I want to send Mandy's dad a birthday card is what I want. I want, <laughs> I'm going to reach out to Mandy and I'm going to get her dad's address and send him a birthday card. Okay, like, so how funny would that be for other people outside of her and her father sending inappropriate, age inappropriate, right? Their cards. Yeah. Right. That'd be funny. Oh. It's, a good, it's a good bit. It is a good bit. I like her bits. Her bits are good. You got to follow her. Um, She's, let me look it up. I, we forgot to ask because we're bad at things occasionally. She is. Uh, M Laddish, L A D D I S H on Instagram. Okay. At M Laddish, and uh, you got to follow her just for the polls on Friday. I mean, everything else is great, but the polls on Friday are like so fun. And she's good people. Who's the last person you followed on what platform? Uh, Instagram? M Laddish. M L A D I S H. Uh, two D's. 
She's got a verified. She's a verified person. You said that she's. We talked to Amanda Laddick. This one's showing up as Mandy. Uh, I think that's a nickname. I think Mandy is a nickname for Amanda. And it's the first time I've heard some such. (laughs) The last person I followed. Sort by latest date followed. Seafret uh, official. What? Who's Seafret? They're a, they're an English. No, no, no. Un- unofficially, who's Seafret? <laughs> they are. Um, they are a English. I would call them a folk duo, maybe. Okay. Their song Atlantis is pretty good, and I follow them because my my oldest daughter, my oldest daughter, Audrey, is a big fan, and she actually made her pumpkin for Halloween. She did their logo. They do like a line art logo, and she did their okay. logo in her pumpkin. It was pretty cool. So I followed them, and then um, to see if they would reshare her, she Instagrammed it on her Instagram and tagged them. And so I wanted to see if they would re. So I followed them. That was my last did they, follow. Did they? Uh, they did not. I didn't see it. At least, did you? Um, did you? Who was your last follow? Uh, Conway the Machine. So you just found Mandy's account, but you didn't oh. follow her. That was rude. You just went and looked for it, and then you just didn't even. <laughs> rude. Yeah. But who is Con? Who's Conway the Machine? Um, part of Griselda Records Buffalo Rap Collective. The Bills. Oh my God! Look at you. It's been three and a half months. You make a baby in Buffalo, and then you just d- d- hardcore just dive into the culture. Place. It has a special place in my heart and in my family. <laughs> just, just the amount of blue cheese you've eaten in the last three years. Blue cheese is the absolute worst. I hate blue cheese. You can't dip wings in anything but blue cheese. We go ranch. They let you into Buffalo with that take? No, we. I was a part of the the charge. Like there is not. There's not just. There's not one of me. There. There are many of us. There's a whole group of you in Buffalo that are like we do ranch. We do. Do you have a chant? It's got. I don't know. I guess something like that. We do ranch. We do ranch. Okay. That's right. We do. And then the ranchers come in, and you're like, "You're not you. We're not ran. We're not a ranching collective. We don't care about cattle." We do and then they're like, "No, we're chicken ranchers." And you're like, "Oh, we need you for the wings." That was a journey. <laughs> that was a big journey for that for that joke. But I'm 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 glad I did it. I'm gonna stick by that one. All right, I'll follow Amanda Luddish. Thank you, Luddish. We should you and I should take a trip to Portland and just hang out at a wine bar with Mandy. But not tell her we're coming and like we the one wine bar. Well, I'm sure that Portland is nothing but wine bars. So it would take a couple weeks for us to find the right one. But when she walks in, we're like, "What? You're here, Amanda." Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 
That was a lot of fun, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. She got to meet her hero. Ugh. If you, who would be your hero? Who, who, when you were growing up, did you want to meet more than more than Ricky Henderson? Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. Or shortstop Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. How about you? What like was it Lindros? Why did you? Uh, why didn't you ever just go to where he works and just like show up one day? I mean, I, would, I never took a day off. I did it all the time. Oh, you did. I I saw Cal Ripken Jr. At least twenty times in my career, in my in my career, in my career as a youth fan, in my in my life, I saw Cowherbkin at least twenty times. Yeah. In Baltimore, I went to Baltimore and saw him play. He was a part of the Orioles. Yes. Ironically, Oriole Hershiser was a part of the Royals. No, Oral Hershiser, not Oriole Hershiser. That's a different guy. He's the one that made the popcorn. Oral Hershiser made the popcorn. Oriole Hershiser makes the cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you did that was a Keebler Elves reference. Those are Keeblers. <laughs> yeah, isn't the smallest elf? Isn't his name Oriole Hershiser? Is it? Am I wrong? Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the reason I think it's funny is because she says that she's met with all of these people that are like surprised that like wait I know like everyone <laughs> like if Mandy your real name's Amanda what <laughs> it's like John your real name's Jonathan huh this can't be the right person this can't be who <laughs> it can't be you there's I realized in that conversation though and I didn't we didn't bring it up but I realized you and I don't have we don't have nicknames really I, yeah, I have a nickname for you. What? Uh, <laughs> Disconnecting from the real podcast with Eric Landrum and Ass Hat.